0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Incantation Nation. It is episode November. 6th of 2020, number eight. It is quarantine week 34. And holy shit, has anyone slept in the past, I don't know, five days? No, wait, four years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: I've got brain shock, and I can't even tell what day is what. We had a fantastic show on Monday of this week. I know that we all spent um, election eve together, and there was a lot of stress. But I will say that I was so proud to see The ridiculously long Early voting lines Early voting mail-in ballots um, Dance to the polls Like people dancing and being joyful To be honest with you One of the perks of living almost half a century Yeah, I said it um, Is that I've got I've gotten to watch the voting patterns and the participation in this process of choosing a president since I was 18, so let's just say 30 years ago, plus one. Um, And it has changed. It has morphed from being this disenfranchised process to an explosion of people rising up, using their voices, and saying, I'm going to be counted. And especially for pagan and witch kind, joining up with other types of individuals who simply cannot sit by and do nothing. I mean, it feels like 2020 has been the year of, like, obligate participation, whether it's being in, you know, in the voting process and the electoral process, but also in participating in the COVID process. I mean, there was... There was nothing about 2020 that could be avoided. Let's just put it that way. It was blazing, exploding dumpster fire to the next blazing, exploding dumpster fire. In the meanwhile, we have Joe Biden, who is an elder statesman, and Kamala Harris from Oaktown, in California, Bay Area, and I love all of what is happening, and I love all of the voices that are being raised, and so I'm over here clapping my hands as a dyed-in-the-wool activist. You know, I'm just geeked to see all of this participation and people registering and voting in whatever way And nothing gives me greater joy than watching in real time Donald Trump getting slam dunked. I mean, it brings a a giggle to my heart. So I am absolutely excited about that. We got a, a bunch of great feedback from our Monday night show, Election Eve, and it's been this chaos of fear and loathing, but also joy and exhilaration, I'm really proud of what I see happening. I'm really proud of the participation of the people, and I love how folks are engaged and helping to lift each other up, whether it's carpools or phone calls. I'm just really excited about that. So I'm just going to stop there for a hot second, and I'm going to check in with our lead engineer, Bradwick. How are you, sweetheart?
2: I'm doing good,
1: Tamara. How are you? I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm on the edge of my bed watching the Chromebook, man.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you know, I say I'm good, but I feel like that's just, My go to. Um, You know, we have all of this nonsense going on, but we still got to show up for work. We got to show up for family obligations. We still got to show up places. And we got all this stuff going on in the background. So whenever someone asks me how I'm doing out in public or at work, that's my go to. I'm good. I'm good. But on the (laughs) inside, I'm kind of still freaking out. I'm still checking the results on my phone every hour. I'm texting some old friends of mine about the election. You know, it's, I'm still doing that, but yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. So there's like, there's a dissociative thing happening right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of otherworldly. I mean, like half of you is present and the other half is wanting to slip into an ice cream coma in front of Netflix, you know?
2: Oh,
1: that sounds so good. Doesn't it? It sounds super attractive for like after the show I'm going to go watch like another two episodes of Lovecraft Country, which I am so freaking excited about. Um, So when you say you're good, you're good, what are those other thoughts that are lurking around your brain space and heart space? Bradwick, that still worry you. I'm going to flip the script a little bit. I always process because I'm verbal plus, but talk to me about the stuff that you still have misgivings about.
2: Um, well, I am, I I am currently still processing a lot. Um, uh You know, last week I I lost my mm-hmm. familiar and. Uh, he, I he had him cremated, and he. I actually just got him back today. So he came home today. So that brought nice. things back to the surface, and I'm still processing it. Um, so, but with addition to that, I am constantly checking the polls. I'm constantly, even though there there are a couple interesting positive things happening in the polls right now, I'm still also mm-hmm. seeing a lot of. Um, red that I don't want to see um, I'm seeing that there's mm-hmm. still a lot of people that I saw it after the past four years with all the racial injustice and everything that happened the past four years. I'm still right. really shocked to see that there's not more of a yeah. line drawn in the sand, yeah, does that make? Yeah, and it's just it's mind-boggling to me. I mean, where in, I'm in North Carolina. I was not expecting to see so much red this year. And just knowing that, like, the racial injustice, wasn't enough to make them flip blue. The um, the derogatory terms coming out of his mouth weren't enough to make them turn blue. The, right. the allegations against him for misogynistic and, and the way he treated women wasn't enough to make them turn blue. So it's like, right. where, at what point do you say enough is enough? So I'm right. that's where I'm at.
1: Well, and why aren't there more voices than this 50%. I mean, let's be honest about it, that you know, Democrats can feel weak-spined and like, it's just this, I don't know, this, this reluctance to get loud and up in the face of injustice and wrongdoing. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you people? I mean, I am four foot ten, and I feel like I've had, you know, dozens of women's rage piled into me, and that's why I can never keep my mouth shut. But luckily, with time, I've been able to cultivate an air of tact, if only an air, because. There are definitely moments where I have lost my shit, um, both in public, on camera, on air. And what was funny was that I found that people loved the spectacle of me and the voice with which I spoke and, you know, my determination. And I'm like, well, why don't you get you some? and speak up, and do something, or say something about it, and it's really frosted my ass, and hopefully, uh, my example, you know, on the air, or on TV, or in person, or when teaching a class, has been an example for other folks, I mean, it's like a can of Pringles, you know, rage is, once you Pop! You can't stop, and it's a really good feeling. And I want to be a canister of Pringles. <laughs> well, that has some that has some really weird implications. Um. Well, if you were, a canister we canister of Pringles. What flavor would you be? I mean, sour cream and onion, or like. <laughs> sour cream and cheddar, cheddar and sour cream. I guess it all comes back to sour cream for me. I don't know what the deal is, but my anger comes flavor, bitch. That's all I'm saying. So I have my downstairs correspondence on air this evening. Uh, Neve, are you with us? I am. My lead antagonist. How are you, sweetheart?
3: I'm all right, making
1: supper. Okay, very good. Is my second grade
3: correspondent available? Yes.
1: Hello, Johann Tanner Gerhard Tebbins. How are you, my love? Good. Yeah? I love What do you think about... Tell me what you think about this whole... Donald Trump thing. What are your What are your real feels here?
3: My real feels is that I hate Trump and I want Biden to win. Well, let's see if we can't make that happen for you.
1: Would you be excited if Biden won? Yes. What do you think would be different if Joe Biden was president? and Kamala Harris was vice president. What do you think would change?
3: I think the, that America would stop um, getting ripped apart and start coming back together.
0: Oh. Kind of,
3: like, kind of like a boom. It's ripped apart sometimes, but it'll always come back together. Most and of the time. <laughs> when it
1: comes back together it's stronger you know that yes, yes. yes you do okay well maybe this should be your podcast <laughs> and I'll just, just be the the comedic relief what what do you think um what do you think's going to happen with um the covid and Uh, coronavirus, do you think that people are going to be in better hands with um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris?
3: I think they're going to be in better hands. Okay. I think they're going to be in much better hands. Why do you think that? Trump has done some very bad things, and the only thing he's done – to America is ripped it apart. Yeah. And the Biden's plan is to bring America back together. Excellent.
1: How old do you have to be to be able to vote,
3: Johan? Um eighteen or older. That's right. Do you know how old
1: you have to be to become president? No.
3: 35. Seven. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Johan, you should be the president. Johan, would you want ever want back. to be the president? Would you ever yeah, want just... to be president, Johan? No. No? Why not? That means doing a lot of work. It <laughs> is a lot yeah. of work. And it would, would be boring. It would be boring. Yeah. Because...
1: I mean, you but you, you would... get to... <laughs>
3: You get to, <laughs> <I can't.
0: laughs>
1: yeah, presidential stuff is boring. You don't get to play in rivers and climb rocks and speak to spirits as much, do you? Wait,
2: Johan, you don't want to wear a business suit? No. You
1: know, you know what? what? I support that. I think that we should have, have... What? president what? casual attack.
3: I, rather I wear, think we like, should have a
1: president
2: in the river.
3: Rad, <laughs> I'd rather wear witchy stuff.
1: Okay. Like what? what or like cute like?
3: things. Ooh, like what? Or What's like cute? cute? What's witchy? Okay.
1: Like what else? Well,
3: kind of like the pajamas I'm wearing right now.
1: Excellent pajamas. Are they the pink kitty cat pajamas, or are they the mermaid pajamas?
3: They're the owl ones.
1: <gasps> Ooh. I like owls. That's pretty cool. All is right. Well, own we're, own going, going, we're going to bring Saoirse Strikefire on air and see where her head and heart are at. She is our Federal insider. Dun-dun-dun! Searsha.
2: Um, there Shisha. is she. not in the void yet.
1: She is not in the void. That's fine. That's completely fine. Because what I will do in the meanwhile... um. No, I think I'll, I'll think I'll wait on that. I'll give a little update on what the runoff schedule is going to look like, and also where we stand right now. I know that Biden has pretty much sewn up uh, Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and that sadly trump is prevailing in alaska as well as north carolina i'm ashamed to say cuz we are broadcast podcasting live from uh, the piedmont valley of north carolina and i wish we had gotten our shit together a little better here north carolina voters but everyone who voted and could vote, I'm certainly, certainly grateful for your participation. Um, and I'm excited because we've got, we've got some save the dates on our calendar now. Um, because on January 20th, Biden, the Bidens move into the White House. And the Harrises move into one observatory lane, which is what I just found out is the traditional residence for the vice president. Cause I was like, hold on. Does everybody move into the white house? I mean, does, does Kamala's peeps move into the white house or is it just Joe? Because I, I'm pretty sure that Joe and Jill Cute little mats up there, right? The Bidens—they um, don't. Their children are grown, are they not? So I don't think that they would live in the White House. So, I mean, Joe and Jill just chasing each other around the White House—that seems a little weird to me. But anyway, so yeah, the VP moves into one Observatory Lane, which is this gorgeous, full Tudor-style porch wrapping gothic thing. It's a house that begs to be painted black, I think. Let's go straight gothic power with that, you know? Anyway, do we have strikes Fire in the abyss now?
2: We do. Um allow me to bring her forth. You're gonna pour
1: a drink for her? I no, mean her, not nice. in her fourth <laughs> I heard him pouring drinks And I was like, hold on a second
4: <laughs> Where's my beverage? Sirsha Good evening, Hedera
1: Hi, my love I miss you so bad
4: Oh, God, I miss you too And so Johan heard... and I must be on the same wavelength Because I'm wearing an owl tonight
1: <laughs> Nice we're an owl. I'm wearing a uh, a unicorn T-shirt. Does that help? Absolutely. Okay, good, yeah. I mean, I, I've been feeling stabby. So if I have a, you know, this whole unicorn thing I'm working with, I mean, how many people could I rightly impale on my horn if I were a unicorn? Like a couple. I, Enough for um, Trump, Mitch. else? Lindsey Graham. He definitely needs to be impaled and not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
4: I think you probably have room for the three of them on your horn.
1: I'm going to give it a fucking try,
4: is what I'm going to (laughs) do.
1: Carnage for everyone. I mean, I think 2020 deserves it. But so... You are our insider to the federales. Tell me yes. what's on your mind. Tell me what's been going on for you. How hellish has it been working on the uh, the inside, trying to reform the machine from the inside?
4: What's that <laughs> look like and <or> feel like? <sighs> well... It's a little difficult to actually reform the machine, but um some of the yeah. things that have been on my mind lately are the latest uh, executive order that he he wants federal employees, certain federal employees, schedule F to be specific,
0: to be mm-hmm. able
4: to be fired at will should a new administration come in. And so the federal government is in the process of trying to figure out who they are going to reclassify as federal F employees. So what does that mean? These, these federal, a F, schedule F federal employees were hired under the assumption that this was a career appointment, that it was right. not, it was not, okay, I'm in here for four years, and if the next administration comes in and they see that by my Facebook posts or Twitter or anything like that that I've been, quote-unquote, disloyal to this administration, then I can be fired. That's what's first and foremost on my mind right now.
1: Holy shit. So if you have any type of self-expression I mean this feels like we're going he's trying to in his next two and a half months just go headlong into this big brother 1984 if you displease the state he can just 86 your ass and nobody has any job security
4: now <laughs> Exactly. Um, I've asked my supervisor if I'm going to be reclassified as a Schedule F, and no one seems to have an answer right now because currently there's no one that's actually a Schedule F. They're trying to figure out who those people are, and it's people that deal with policy, but that is such a, a vague term. Yeah. I mean, almost every federal employee deals with my. Him. So, what do you, what do you 90, think he's looking for? Why do you? What's his motivation here, from your perspective? Oh God, I just think he's a paranoid asshole. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: No, that I, part is definitely true.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I really At just wh- think that he is so afraid that people are going to undermine him. And make him look bad, even though he does that very well all on his own, that he is just so paranoid that this is the only way he can see to boost himself up. Uh, To just surround himself with yes people. Right. But
1: he's only got two and a half months to live.
4: (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs)
1: like how are we gonna schedule F as in fire right so isn't he (laughs) schedule F right now
4: (laughs) to be honest that would be my vote
1: yes I mean I think the only person for realsy that's in schedule F now is him because he's fond of making these Big premonitions, and yeah, no, pagan and witch, he's definitely not. This man is barely human, let alone, you know, witch types. But he's done a damn good job. I'd say in the first six months of his term, he was scheduled F, and I would have loved for his ass to be fired because um, mm-hmm. he was being counterproductive to the lives and livelihood uh, of. Let's see. At this point, a quarter of a million folks, and I don't see that getting better in the next two and a half months. So I think schedule left should start with him.
4: You I know? agree with you. Something else so, that's been kind of thrown around there in in my area is you know, right now we're working on a continuing resolution. So that when it comes up in December, it is very possible and even probable that we're probably going to see a shutdown because, you know, even our executive director has said, look, if he loses, he's not really going to care. If he wins, he's not really going to care. Do not be surprised if you see a shutdown in December. Right what what do you why do why do you think he would do that? I mean like
1: what does he stand to gain from that other than make Mitch McConnell clap like a toddler because he just loves to send people on random vacations instead of pass legislation that would give all of us some cash in our pocket to keep from being evicted or, you know, losing insurance or ugh. what do you, what do you think his purpose for shutting us down would be
4: revenge? You think so? I do. I mean, there's just so much about this guy that just makes no sense. So he's
1: flipping tables, basically.
4: Yes. He
1: he got the wrong flavor birthday cake. Nobody showed up to the birthday party, so he's flipping tables and kicking his presents because he didn't get the pony he wanted. Exactly. What do you think of this rumor about...
4: Putin resigning, have you heard that? I have not there hmm.
1: was I was scanning the headlines as I often do, and there was all kinds of speculation on different um threads. I think Newsweek actually had a Story or was featuring this speculation about, you know, Putin resigning after four terms in office. Now, that's unlike a dictator because dictators, including the one that we're firing in his own Schedule left. Um, dictators usually have three choices, and that's either exile, death, Or, wait, what was the other one? Exile, death, and Scheisenheimer. I forgot the other one. But, oh, jail time. No, I already said jail. All right, twice the death, twice the jail, and plus one exile. Let's say it. put it that way. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know anybody who would volunteer to resign if the whole point of being a dictator is to remain in power. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about why that would happen?
4: I honestly don't know. I'd have to do a little bit of reading on that.
1: Yeah. It just came out this morning and I was like, what the hell is that about? So I'm in the process of reading up on that and getting that verified through a couple more reputable, I mean, you know, I'm not looking for BuzzFeed Mm -hmm. or TMZ. I'm looking for legitimate reporting either from the Washington Post or Associated Press. But now that we're spinning that wheel of misfortune and uh, Trump is on the schedule F, um, what do you think is going to happen with him? Jail
4: time, exile, or death? <laughs> Pick your poison. With Trump? <laughs> yeah, um, Trump. I'm. You know, I've I've heard a rumor, and I'll just you know preface it with that. It's a rumor that okay. one of Trump's options is that he can step down, which makes Pence president. And then Pence can pardon Trump. Like I said, it's a rumor. Uh-huh. Do you think that's likely? I don't know that Trump actually would have the the guts or the balls to actually step down and let someone else do that. Right. But on the other hand, if the option was knowing that he's going to go to jail, he might have someone that would have that he could listen to that would advise him that that's the only way he stays out of jail. I don't know. I don't.
1: Yeah. I mean, I prefer like a long drawn out court process where he
4: is defrocked,
1: you know, in front of the American public. So do I. I mean, that'd make a lot of people happy. A lot of people happy.
4: But for a while
1: there, when Melania was missing from the road, um, I was thinking she has probably taken Baron and moved straight to either Slovenia or Argentina, which is where, you know, most Nazis go. And... (laughs) Because I, I hadn't seen her. Looked on a couple of occasions, like he had some body double, or maybe it was just Hope Hicks. Um, but I thought for sure that he's like, you know, because he had made some comments about his humiliation. You know, mm-hmm. you know, what if I lose this thing? Well, you are going to lose this thing. I know he knows somewhere down deep in a third layer of skin because I don't think there's anything much inside there besides that. So I don't want him to run off to a foreign country. I don't you know. I want him I want him to run for his life because you you know he's made some type of arrangements with Putin that who knows if he's carried through on those or not. But I was kind of delighting in the whole John Wick idea of, you know, some <laughs> crazed, insane Russians tracking his ass down and saying, you owe us money to the tune of $421 million. I, I was kind of excited about it. I'm thinking about doing yeah. some spell work. You know? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? what you what is your preferred if you spun the wheel of misfortune um for Donald Trump how would you how would you want that to to happen how do you think justice
4: would best be served i also would like to see this dragged out in court all yeah. of his all of his crimes brought forward to all of the American people well actually the whole world yeah Yeah. and I want him to stutter and try to find the words that he can't find to try to explain this yeah
1: and when you're sitting on the you know in the witness chair and and you've got you know justices in front of you and i'm not even talking about supreme court i'm talking about the southern district of new york i mean what i love <laughs> what i you know what i love to see him answer for you know crimes against humanity and genocide which he is guilty of I don't know Mm -hmm. how
4: far we'll get
1: with that because I don't think that there's enough chutzpah out there, to use the Yiddish, um, to try him for treason and for his transgressions against the people. But that does not save his ass from all of what's coming for him in the state of
4: New York. And all of
1: that money that he owes. Oh, yeah. Because all that shit's coming due. Mm -hmm. Mhm. what's he going to have to do? He's going to have to, you know, liquidate his assets. Oh, I'd love someone to liquidate his assets. (laughs) But... (laughs) So what what is the feeling in the... I mean amongst your coworkers. I mean you're working from home now, yes? Yes. Okay. So are you able to you know share thoughts and musings
4: with coworkers?
1: I mean what's the morale looking like right now?
4: Well, most of the coworkers that I I speak to on a daily basis are right. all <clears throat> Biden's Voters, yeah. I have just one individual that I that I speak to on a daily basis that is, and she still swears she's not a Trump supporter. That she doesn't like the man. She just likes the results. But she did vote for him, and I haven't heard from her in three days.
1: (laughs) 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 I know, right? That was that was an impromptu cackle. Take notes. <laughs> that was that's hilarious. Like, yeah, I haven't even begun to think about what kind of conversations will be had with Trump publicans after he is, you know, evacuated from his post. I don't know. I I hope there's actually a lot of Head hanging and shaming, um, but that would imply that they have some type of conscience,
4: exactly. You know,
1: about what he's done, that's damaging, you know, and what he's done wrong. I don't. I don't know. Critical thinking was is not as prevalent as I had hoped it would be. So, I don't know. Anyway, how was your Samhain um, Mm. affected differently this year, um, being in the context that we find ourselves, how how important or how much has your personal practice been shaped by
4: this year, would you say? Um, I think because we've been stuck at home for most of this year, um, a lot of my shadow work at, at Samhain has been finding the motivation to Mm -hmm. do what I want to do, finding the actual physical motivation to do what I want to do. Um, Right. That's where I find myself lacking is motivation right now. Right.
1: And I was having that conversation uh, with Aaron, my housemate, that you can't, it's, it's difficult to pour from an empty cup. I mean, where are any of us getting our cups filled these days? Because on so many different levels, we are bereft of that motivation. I mean, trauma exacts a, a physical price. Upon us. And, you know, last Monday, yeah, no, it was Monday. We spoke about what inspires us and what compels us. And I guess that's another way of saying motivation. And it's been tremendously hard to find inspiration and compelling reasons would you, would you what what do you find that is that even remotely fills your cup and gives you the spiritual wherewithal to fight forward
4: oh well part of Part of the reason that I'm having the, the the motivational issues is, you know, I'm watching loved ones vote, I mean, family members, loved ones, yeah. people who actually love me voting right. for Trump and not, I I have to believe that they don't realize that they're voting right. for someone who just made it legal for so, for the hospitals to say, I'm sorry, but I can't treat you because you're gay. Right. Right. So right. to try to find motivation from you know, on the other side of that coin has right. been difficult. Um, my spouse has been incredibly uplifting. We've been uplifting each other um, right. So that that's where I get a lot of my motivation from. She has no fear whatsoever about kicking me in the ass and getting me going. Oh, my God, so, I love her. for. Th- <laughs> so do I, very much so.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, you so, know, get your ass up off the sofa and go downstairs and play with your leather work, something like that. Oh, that's naughty. I like it. I like how that sounds. Mm -hmm. You know?
1: Well, and it was funny because that's how, that's exactly how everything comes back to rocks for me. But I think, and because I give out prescriptions, like if you need a certain type of magic in your life, I can give you a prescription of stones to work with and I think that four areas of motivation and courage and longevity um, I could recommend carnelian because carnelian's magic is absolutely fiery I mean carnelian has this Flavor to it, this magic to it that is very much, all right, sister, get your ass off the couch, climb out of the bed, take a shower. We're going to go, you know, pick up some lunch and sit in a, you know, hilltop and just bask in what sun we have left. Um, I think I would also recommend Uh, Heliodor, which is a a yellow barrel. It's like the cousin to um, aquamarine, but Heliodor is like yellow, and it's all about sunshine. And it's literally, if you can't find Heliodor because it can be expensive, I would say uh, yellow calcite or orange calcite because it's like liquid sunshine. Um, and I know that there are some solar types out there in the witchcraftian community, and this is a nod to them because though as witches we are very moon-minded, there are times where solar magic can definitively empower our lunar magic and give us the... Motivation and courage. Um, Another stone for courage, I would recommend uh, rubies and garnets. Um, Okay. because, Because they are so visceral and it's the color of blood and the heart and passions and passions that are not just lust and rage, but that inspiration we're talking about that is then quickly translated um, to action. Now I wouldn't sleep with those stones in a (laughs) pillowcase (laughs) Uh, because you'll be up all night planning your, you know, full frontal assault on the world because you've been hanging out with carnelians and rubies and, you know, calcites. But I think that those can be earth magic allies um, that can help with motivation. Um, Fire, always fire. I mean, like always fire. And now that we're getting into the cold of the year, I mean, you don't have to wait till nighttime. You can have your fire in your fire pit and take, take a message from that, you know, and get courage from that. You have fuel. There are things to be angry about. So the wood and the tinder and kindling that you are burning is the wrongs that you feel have been done the sacrifices you've been forced into making that were preventable and avoidable but were thrust upon us anyway because of negligence and incompetence. Um, And I've done meditations before where I have named specific pieces of wood or logs or fire uh, kindling, uh, kindling and Tinder um, for representing what pains me, motivates me, impassions me. And then when you set that ablaze, you are literally turning it into heat and light. The heat being the exorcism of all of those passions and loosing them into the everything so that your work is carried aloft. And then the light that is created by this bonfire of the passions is awareness, illumination, awakening. And that's also for your heathen and Germanic folks listening. Fodasad's um, magic, it is the thorn, it is the giant, it is, you know, the awakening within you that then cannot be undone. It gives illumination to your actions, you know, because heat, while motivating, it excites. And by that, I mean it creates movement. And so there are natural allies that we have at our fingertips that we can incorporate into our magic to give an avenue of putting our will into the world and making our lives happen the way that we prefer them to. And that was proven, that was borne out by the amount of action that we saw in early voter turnout, mail-in ballot turnout, people volunteering for um, being poll workers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was so freaking pleased by all that. And... If anyone were to ask me what I find inspirational and motivational, I would have to say it's all of you because I am in this constant state of beaming pride because I am so moved by the actions and the creativity and the power with which people are stepping into their agency. And all I have to do is look around and see the ways that people are clawing out of their own graves. braves. salmon Samhain joke there. I almost said salmon, just mm-hmm. for fun, but we don't want to do that. Um, but do you think that those are some... Some things that might be helpful for you
4: to help find motivation. Absolutely, definitely, okay, and cool. and and I I I hate it that I actually neglected to mention Coven. Coven has been so inspirational. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I hope I just want found, found a great <laughs> one. I did. I found the a most amazing one. <laughs> And I just want to hug everyone that's in my coven, and I can't do it. I know. Not yet. Not yet.
1: But can all of you imagine the bender we're going to have when all of us are well and vaccinated and we can embrace each other and you know, dress a long table with as many seats as we can and share a meal and put some music on. We will have cause to celebrate, great cause to celebrate.
4: That in itself is inspiration. Yes. Yes, yes, yes,
1: it is. Yes. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to let you go and I'm going to uh, look for calls from Agent Arizona because we're waiting for another call in. But I love you, and thank you for being our witchy insider to the federal government. <laughs>
4: I love you. Too. I love you, too. Okay. Oh, I thank love you, you. Too so much.
1: I love you, too, so much. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bradwick,
2: are you still with us? I sure am. I am right here, Hadera.
1: What did you think about Saoirse's commentary? Did did any of what she say, uh hit you in any particular way, one way or another?
2: Well, I mean, to start, you know, I'm, one, I'm super excited that we have an insider view on you know, the, the, the political side of things. Um, I find it comforting in one way to know that we have like that, you know, her as a contact and, and to, to talk about those things and to give us, um, you know, a little look inside. I also find some of what she says to be concerning. Uh, rightfully so, though. I mean, right. You know, I, I even, I wrote it down so that I can go look at it later just in case. So if I need to keep tabs on things, you know, I'm able to know what I'm looking for. Um, Right. I mean, I mean, definitely, like, when she was talking about the the schedule off employees. um, Yeah. You know, that's that's definitely something to be concerned about. So
4: um,
2: I'm glad that we kind of have, like, you know, her as an insider telling us, like, hey, so, got this memo, here's what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what, uh, oh, well, and she had also mentioned, a, a, you know, the other rumor about the shutdown in December, which is, it's not surprising. I mean, they shut, they, how many times has the government been shut down in the past four years? Really, let's say oh my. the past eight years. Because... Yeah. Even when Obama was in, we had the I think we had a Republican majority in the Senate or the House. I can't remember, right. but yeah, I mean they would shut it down anytime they didn't get their way. So another right. shutdown coming after election or even during pending election results does not surprise me. Right,
1: right, and I think um, one of the things that I know that I'm looking forward to is not just the stabilizing magic that Joe and Kamala will bring back to us, but also I think being seen by them is going to be huge magic Um Because we, and by we I mean the working class, which is 99%, um, have been made invisible. I mean, it. it, you know, ex-President Trump only acknowledged the people in terms of what benefit they had for him. So he was a feeder, you know, he's eating, you know, all of us for his breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and he's not feeding us, and we've been made invisible and rendered unimportant because he hasn't even mentioned COVID for probably two, three months now. I don't really know when he stopped mentioning us. I know when he stopped caring because he never got started caring about us. Um I know he and, about
2: it. I know he talked about it in the debates, but that was it. And it was, you know, the usual song and dance saying, you know, we're fine, it's good. We're kind we're coming around the corner. Around the line. corner. But my my mom said <laughs> she 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 said, Yeah, we're we're rounding the corner. We're gonna keep rounding the corner. Oh, it's a circle. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> but but you know, geometry was not on this fool's cognitive test when he people man, woman, T V camera. You know? Oh god. So yeah. he doesn't he doesn't know his shapes. He also doesn't know That the earth is round. So, yeah, circles don't occur to him. And that, you know, we're going to be coming around that mountain uh, for a little while here in the future. You know, and that, yeah, it is a circle. And what he doesn't know is that all of this is going to come back and bite him on the ass. Because by the time this is all said and done, there will be half a million families grieving lost loved ones who will come knocking for him. So I'm wondering if exile might not be his best bet because I don't know where he can go in the world that people won't know him and attack him, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to touch on one other thing. Uh, I, I I was glad to hear that she's got you know her uh, or she's got her support system at home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going through all this stuff right now. I, I mean, I mean, she's you know seeing stuff that none of us are seeing. Like, I mean, she's at work right now with right. her you know, her livelihood possibly being threatened just because he might not be in office. So that's adding a whole nother level of things for her. And she has a support system at home. And I think now is a great time to remind our listeners that they do have an initiative started by you a couple shows ago to help people find their support system.
1: Right. Right. You want to talk more about that?
2: Oh, I thought maybe you might since it was your baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You were just queuing me up. Okay, and that's, that's perfectly good, perfectly good. Um, the fact is that we are moving forward on a continuum of spell work. And by that, what I mean is I'm certain that many practitioners of craft in the pagan witchcraftian community have been focusing on ridding us all of Donald Trump's regime and rule and evacuating that magic from the White House and from the fates of our people. But moving forward, we have to get to... um, a place where we can take care of each other in the interim, um, and the Gable Exchange, which we talked about uh, the show before last. I believe that was the October twenty-third, maybe um, show. We were talking about the Gable Initiative, which is Gable is the the Germanic Rune, North Rune of the Elder Futhark that represents the magic of the exchange, the magic of realizing that a a gift is occurring in your life in a moment. And that gift can usually manifest in the way of exchange of love and care for each other and that has been critical to surviving the dark of the year Um, and it's going to be suddenly much more relevant Um, the dark of the year being the time between Samhain and Solstice so October 31st so the entire month of November through December 21st, 22nd, that is technically the dark of the year. But then a month past that, January 20th, is Inauguration Day. And even after Inauguration Day, through the saw of the year, which is usually uh, Imulc where the early crocuses start to poke up and the earth starts to thaw, um, we're going to be on our own. And while we now have rekindled some hope, because Joe and Kamala uh, will be taking their place in residence um, as, you know, uh, our president and vice president... The pagan and witchcraftian community can lean on each other to be both our place of respite as well as us providing respite to each other. Um, So the Gable Exchange is our way of keeping account of each other. And extending love and compassion and contact and even physical resources where possible to the people we care about. And this is featured on the uh, Village Laughingbrook Facebook page, as well as the Volunteers for Laughingbrook Facebook page, um, both of those are offshoots of Laughing Laughingbrook Spellcrafting and Ancestral Arts, which is our um, basically community center slash artisan gallery and workshop um, because we will be teaching classes out of there again. But in the meanwhile we do need to be leaning on each other and making phone calls at least once a week, if not daily in some cases, whatever your group decides. But it's where an individual finds two people that they want to be responsible for calling. So say, for example, I am calling Johan. And I am calling Neve to check up on those two folks and you know, have them tell me, do they have enough to eat? Do they need me to pick up medicines for them? Those are just examples. But then, too, I need to be able to lean on someone. So I would have two people <clears throat> pardon me, who would be calling me and checking in on me with regularity. Say, uh, Morning Morningstar and Aaron Sovereign. They would each call me once a week. So I'm getting two calls a week, if not more, where they are asking me, you know, where's your heart at? Where's your head at? Do you need foods or medications
4: picked up for you?
1: And in that way, We are creating meaning for each other by both providing for each other and the harder work of receiving help and assistance from each other. But you personally, you are responsible for naming your own needs to your upline, the two people that call you, as well as you are tending to or providing care for the two folks that you are responsible for calling. And so you become this nexus of providing for needs as well as naming and receiving what you need. So in your mind, it creates an X where two people contact you personally and then you personally contact to others and that X makes the symbol for Gebo which means an exchange or reciprocity but truly the gift of leaning on each other Um, and certainly if you have questions about that you can pop over to our Facebook Incantation Nation page Um, or you can email email us your interest um, at incantationnation2020 at yahoo.com. And it doesn't matter if you are in England or you are on the West Coast of the United States or if you are in Australia, if enough folks participate, then we can care for each other. And by keeping the groups small, um, where you have two upline calling you and then you are calling two downline, then we are able to keep the groups manageable. And there's more explanation about that um, on the Facebook pages, but you can also email questions to us if you have those as well um how has your Gabo tree been going bradwick
2: um well we we gave out wrong but <laughs> it's going great you did what? um we i said we gave
1: out wrong we we, <laughs> we cre you
2: gave out wrong we create yeah we gave out wrong we created our group of five um just thinking, like, okay, we need a group of five, I'll, like, these two people will call this person, these two people will call this person. Um, but it evolved. Let's not say evolved. That's the wrong term. It.
4: Are you still there or did you mute yourself?
2: By the gods, I muted myself. Um <laughs> I'm oh, it happened <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I am laughing. As I, was, I know it's okay, <laughs> as I was saying, um so our group you know we assigned ourselves um to each other, and we all wanted to exchange information anyway. We are all part of the village um already, so we created our little facebook chat um and We've all been using the chat to check in with each other, which is not how the Gable is supposed to work. But that's what we've been doing recently. i got to go in now and restructure things. <laughs> so I'll have a conversation <laughs> with the group later this evening. Tell them Hodera sent me. Um, but, I mean, so far so good, though, because when my familiar passed last week and I – let the group know, Sakosha was like, Okay, I'm on it. Do you need me to call you? And at first I was I didn't want to talk to anybody. I needed to be by myself. I needed to just have a moment. Right. And I was like, you know what? No. That's part of the process. The harder the harder part is accepting the help. So I said, Yes. You know what? Yes. Give me a call in in like ten minutes. So she called me and, and we did. We just talked for like maybe ten, fifteen minutes. Not really about anything in particular either. You know, I mean we talked right. about my loss and what I was going through. She mentioned another villager that she said I could maybe contact to talk about familiar work with, you know. And right. it was just it was lighthearted, it wasn't, you know, you, and, and she ended by saying, you know, anytime you need just a call or if, if you just want to sit on the phone and just cry or curse at the wind, I'm here. And yeah. that was just super yeah. comforting to know that, you know, I have yeah. someone there that I can call or that will call me when I need. So that's, yeah. that's how you gave up. Don't follow my example. Do the Facebook chat. Just do it all willy-nilly. Follow well, Hadar's instructions and all will
1: work. <laughs> well, it and it's here's the thing, it was um so a lifetime ago when I was a corporate educator, yeah, it's gross. It 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 feels as gross as it sounds. Um, but we used to have uh this icebreaker for nonprofit groups that were just feeling disjointed and disorganized, <clears throat> and one part, you know, wasn't talking to another part. And that is not how the pagan and witchcraft community can afford to
4: behave. We
1: have to embrace ancestral magic and the reality that we are a nation unto ourselves. We are unseen, we are largely unheard of uh, or heard from, and we have a great deal of difficulty getting into fora um, where there is dialogue about uh, political issues or religious issues or individual rights, and for women especially, this is about to become a very big deal. And we'll talk about uh, doing some magic for Senate seats later.
3: Um,
1: But the activity that we used to do back before social distancing was a thing, and I would have everyone stand in a tight circle. So in your mind, I want you all to imagine taking – you know, 9 or 10 or 12 of your best friends and the 13 of you standing in a very tight circle, but you're not facing the center of the circle. You are looking at the shoulders of the person in front of you. And the person behind you is looking at your shoulders. So you have a visual with me, Bradwick?
2: I'm trying. Hold on a second. The shoulders do Yeah. Okay, so
1: imagine a circle of people, and each one of you, you are facing their back. Got it? Got it. Okay. Now, if all of you put your hands on their shoulders, and you scrunch up together so the circle is really tight, if each of you begins to bend your knees at the same time, you end up sitting on each other's knees. And so you become both the sitter and the chair that the next person sits upon. You literally become a person at ease at rest relaxed because you're seated but yet at the same time you are giving that comfort and relaxation to another. So this is the concept of Gebo. This is the idea that you are both the provider and the recipient and that is the magic of true exchange. You can be all of the things and you can receive help without looking dependent or weak or whatever value Muggle Society puts to that because in a village, in a nation such as ours, where we aren't heard, where we aren't seen, we must see each other and get strength from that so that when it comes time, which is all the time in my opinion, to raise our voices, to speak and be seen, we are there for each other in doing so. And so the Gebel Exchange is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the way for this to work is to not create... A closed circle of five people where each one of you calls and takes care of the other that's going to happen anyway because we have we do have circles of friends. What we want to do is create an outreach or in reach to the community whereby there is no one group of five people. So, basically, Bradwick, you choose two people that you provide care to, but then you have two different people to call and take care of you. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, there there should be no closed group of five people. So, basically, yeah, I'm you sorry. pick we broke the cable tree. No, 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 no. You did not screw up the cable tree. It takes it takes a moment to get the feel of this, but the fact is I can have someone that I get phone calls from, from England and from the West Coast, but maybe the two calls that I provide comfort to or resource to are local to where I live so that if my two people that I call need me, I can either drive there or pick up a bag of groceries unannounced and leave it on their doorstep, you know. So it's good to have people that are local as well as distant. That way we can bring in all solitaires in the community because there's a lot of folks that don't know um, that there is a nation full of folks and there's whole entire movements um, of people and they believe that they are by themselves or their community is strictly virtual. That's not true. And so we have to be able to create vast and uh, wide reaches into the community. Does that make better sense? Yes. I hope. Yes, it does. Stop beating yourself up that you did it wrong. You did not do it wrong. But uh, we can spread our branches more widely if we reach out to people that we do not necessarily have in common with others in our circle of friends. So, yes, you have your circle of friends, but the Gable Tree is about branching into our community and branching out to others who may be far flung and don't have to many other folk. I mean, I was dumbfounded by watching um, the map on all of the um, coverage for the elections, thinking about, States that are geographically huge but have only like, you know, 3,000 residents in their towns or, um, you know, 10 million people in the state whereas there's 10 million people living in New York City alone. So we've got distance to cover, and that's both geographic as well as emotional distance and the pagan community is not going to be seen and heard by the larger muggle context until we are strong within ourselves and strong within our communities and the purpose of uh, Village Laughing Brook, the Gebo Tree, Incantation Nation is to create those inroads and to cultivate um, those bonds across those traditions and circles um, to be inclusive, and that's what this is about. Because as I quoted last week from the Havamal 50, um, we do not want any fir trees standing on the hilltop drear protecting it, neither bark nor needle. We want to be a stand of trees where we can brace for the cold winds that are coming and those cold winds being, you know, making sure we have a Senate that protects the rights of women as well as men and every beautiful shade of gender in between um, and break out of this non-binary thinking that, you know, there's enemy and foe, there's male or female, there's black or there's white. None of that is true. All of that is social construct, and we can tear those down while building up our own. Does
2: that make sense? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. And if anyone needs rock prescriptions for uh how to deal with anything from COVID anxieties to finding courage or motivation, um certainly you could message us and I'll be putting up some prescriptions. Some rock prescriptions. Uh to help ground us and keep us tethered uh, in this moment because we are the determinants of our fate and our action.
4: That said,
1: um, moving this magic forward, yes, it's pretty much well sewn up that we have new leadership at the federal level. We do uh, do still need to be thinking about leadership at the state level, and though these Senate seats are uh, evenly split right now, we've got 48 Democrats, we have 48 Republicans. In order for um, the Democrats or democracy itself. Um, To survive, because we've seen what happens under the um, wasteland of Mitch McConnell's, I'm not even going to say leadership, to be honest with you, that's a profound lack of leadership. He's basically uh, a caretaker of an abandoned graveyard, because his desk, on his desk, sits anywhere from three to 400 pieces of legislation, including relief for the working-class citizenry uh, who are getting evicted, who don't have enough food, who don't have childcare. Um, We need to make some changes. So I would love if between now and January 5th, which is when we have the... um, the runoff races for the state of Georgia, um, we get Reverend Warnock and uh, John Ossoff elected to Senate seats um, because those two individuals are in Senate seat races in Georgia. And for the United States to become the lead democracy in the world, once again, we need to seize back control um, of the Senate to do that. Otherwise, half of our population, and I'm talking about those who are able to bear children in order to avoid being uh, breeders and coerced handmaids, um, we do need to protect um, reproductive rights And that involves putting spell work behind Reverend Warnock and behind John Ossoff uh, to win their Senate seats in Georgia. And that uh, runoff race will happen January 5th. And so everyone's eyes are going to turn from what's happening now um, with finalizing the presidential race to one-off races for the Senate. We need that to happen. Now, this is also going to keep our eyes peeled for local leadership and that there is no reason in the world why pagans and witches cannot run for local office themselves. There's, There's no reason. This is not saying that it's easy in every community for folks to do that. But we can throw our weight behind each other and support those of us who are running for public office because we aren't servants by nature. And we find remedies that others would not find. We have allies that others do not work with and would not work with, and I'm talking about um, elemental allies, deities, spirits, ancestors, forces, we have a repertoire, an expanded list of allies that we can enlist to securing um, access to rights and care and compassion um, that others do not. We think and operate in five dimensions, if not more. And we need to set some examples and have moments of courage, use the swell of activity right now in our world to bring our magic to the public view and the public forum. So I would love for folks to... Keep in mind um, those races. With that, Bradwick, can you tell me if we have Agent Arizona in the abyss? Do we have
2: her? Uh, no, we do not.
1: not. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, because I have a couple incantations that I have prepared. I got a lot of excellent feedback.
2: Um, Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah,
1: no, spit it out. Say some words.
2: Yeah, no, I was just wondering, because I know that during this time there's a lot of information out there. Where are you getting your numbers when you say that we've got 48 seats Democratic and 48 Republican in the Senate?
1: Well, I... Um okay so let's just let's just put it this way. I spend at least 3 hours a day um scanning headlines. Most of that occurs um in the mornings. Well, it's not really morning to other folks cuz I'm nocturnal and I cannot I sleep best during the day. Let's put it that way. So in the wee hours, I am scanning headlines of reputable organizations, not BuzzFeed, not TMZ, not some obscure niche outlet. I'm strictly talking about um, periodicals and publications that uh, are renowned for having... um, excellent integrity and reputation in terms of their citing and sourcing of material. So I don't go to any um, gossip stations or um, YouTube channels that are strictly color commentary where it's folks editorializing and opining or giving their perspective I go to organizations where they are accountable to um, advisory boards and reference checks and citation checks. So um, what am I reading? One of my favorite uh, resources for information is um, The Roots. I love reading The Roots. Um Mother Jones is another one. Um, good gosh, there's like a thousand that I prefer um, when it comes to uh, witchcraftian sites. Um, I do still read the Wild Hunt. Um, anything that Anne McNevin uh, publishes, which is in pagans, um, Love, love, love her curated list of authors. One of our uh, station mates, (laughs) Jenkins, he's going to love that, Jason Mickey, Um, he has a show called uh, Whiskey and Witches, or Whiskey, Wit, and Witches. I always think that the whiskey comes first, notably so. Um, And he is on Blog Talk Radio with his podcast. He also has several titles that he has written um, and I love his Stilo Um, but nationally since we don't have a witchcraftian news network I think I just had a big brain explosion we we need to where's Stevie Nicks somebody find Stevie Nicks Um, oh my god we need you, you know Uh, Yeah, we need a national news network. I would love that. And we will be... No, I'm just having this, like, pipe dream about Stevie Nicks being the, you know, the owner of a pagan and witchcraftian news network on prime time, right next to, you know, Mm. Rachel Maddow, NBC. But, so, yes. Uh, Long answer short, um, I go to NBC because they are heavily sourced. Um, They are required, unlike other networks, to be able to verify their stories in several different places um, and list citations and you know, give you their their the legwork that they do to get to the news that they publish. And it stays away from sensationalism and does strict reporting as the numbers are, are given. So I am cruising late-night news, and uh, for entertainment value, I go to Stephen Colbert. He's my go-to. I think he and I would have been <laughs> yeah. best friends back in the day. I mean, I really do. I think he's hilarious, but he's very insightful. And, I mean, he can quote Chance the Rapper and uh, Childish Gambino as quickly as he can Tolkien. So I have mad respect. Um, I do owe everyone a photograph of my library of books, and we did name some titles, Back, I believe, on October 16th, I gave some titles about witchcraft and activism. Uh, If you go to the Incantation Nation Facebook page um, and scroll down to the October 16th episode, there are um, a group of five or so books um, that we list for witchcraft activism um, and ways that you can get involved on local, state, and national levels. Um, But, yeah, I'm mostly on top of um, Katie Turk. No, that's not right. That sounded completely wrong. But I wouldn't mind. Katie, is she single? No, I don't know. Anyway, so um, I prefer The Last Word with Lawrence O'Donnell, of course, The Rachel Maddow Show, and my personal fave because... His style with words just slays me as a poet and an incan- incantress, Brian Williams. So those are the three shows that I watch. Those are the real numbers that I'm tracking. Um, if that is helpful, does that answer your question, Bradwick?
2: Yes, it yes it does it does. Um, Do you have also, any also, real questions? quick? Oh, well, I I guess two things. I've been, because it's super easy when I'm at work, I just, okay, I Google, okay? I Google the results. But I've been seeing CNN and the the Associated Press, um, I've noticed that their numbers compared to what's on television is a little different. I started to notice it a couple days ago when they had actually called Arizona, but I believe Arizona's still not called on television on the news no network.
1: no, no, it's not called, so let's talk about <clears throat> the term apparent um, because that was one of the things that was uh discussed yesterday, I believe, on the news where we were talking about the apparent winner is oh. so what that so you will see numbers about uh the declared winner. And, you know, the official winner, um, so you'll hear declared or official for numbers that are watertight, there's, you know, they've made their final decisions, and that's that. The word apparent winner shows up when it's all but verified. So say, for example, uh, Joe Biden is ahead far enough that even the remaining votes if they all came in for Trump, he could not win. So for all intents and purposes, Biden would be the apparent winner. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm because good. there's there's no numbers of ballots outstanding whether those are coming in from overseas, uh military ballots or um for example, North Carolina is accepting mail-in ballots as long as they are postmarked on or before November 3rd that they will be accepted through November 13th,
2: next Friday, or no, 12th,
1: uh, so next Thursday. So North Carolina will give us likely Will give us an apparent winner, for example, because there's no amount of um, ballots that could come in that would give North Carolina to Joe Biden. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 So the apparent winner is what appears to be the case. The declared gotcha. slash official. Yeah, the declared slash official winner is, you know, all sewn up. The facts and figures are in. There's no ballots outstanding. If anything comes in on November 25th while people are eating their whatever they eat at Thanksgiving. Mine is just strictly green bean casserole. But um, it doesn't matter because those ballots would not be accepted. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, it does. Yeah, welcome to Civic okay. with Cidera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you opened these can of worms, my friend. Uh, I did. I did.
2: I'm sorry. Well, I'll close it again because I know you wanted to get to, to some incantations. Also, Jason Mankey show, I'm not sure if you got the three W's right, so I'm going to say it again. It's witches, whiskey, and wit. Oh,
1: so witches is first, um, not wh- whiskey. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is sorry,
1: Jason. With no, I'm gonna have. He does listen. He knows how important whiskey is. He put it in the damn title of his show. And he's on. <laughs> he's on Thursday night,
2: right? Um, I believe so. Him. Yes, he was on. Um, he was actually on on election. No, uh, yeah, this past Thursday, yes. Well, he was. He was
1: on election
2: <laughs> eve. We were um, on election. He was on. If you election are night. looking to, get election. let see. If you are looking to get into another um, podcast and want to listen to Jason Mankey on Wish It's Whiskey, and Wit," you can see his most recent episode on Block Talk Radio from November 5th. Um Yes. yes, yesterday. yesterday. Oh, yes, yes, that's a Thursday.
1: <laughs> Listen, when you're in quarantine week 34, you don't know what the hell day of the week it is. I mean, nope. shit, I'm watching the seasons change from my window. Um, but that doesn't stop witchcraft. Anyway, um, I have two incantations this evening. One is written for our village. And the other one is written for Donald Trump because Uh, I want him to hear what I have to say. And if you guys can get behind it, please, by all means, let us know. And please do also, uh, keep sending questions and comments and special uh, requests to, um, to us either through our Facebook page, Incantation Nation, and also our email, IncantationNation2020 at yahoo.com, because um, those help structure our podcasts. And I love um, hearing from you all, because then I know what you need and we can better accommodate that need in what it is we're doing. So with no further ado, let me see. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Okay, here we go. This one is for my people, and it is a petition for peaceful sleep. And as most of you know, my matron is Hecate. And uh, we have our Hecatesia, our feast night for Hecate. Our podcast on the 20th will be dedicated and devoted to our dark queen. But that will happen on Friday the 20th, next week November 13th Um, I will have one of my sister witches on who is an author and I might feature another few local authors but we'll see what that holds. So this is the petition for peaceful sleep because I know that folks have been struggling like really struggling with anxiety and fear and so this is for you all Mother Hecate distant and beautiful shining one as we cross from this night into our next let the innumerable stars within the night Mother Nyx, assume shape and take form inside of us let them swell the magic that sustains our spirits Allow us to see the starry path your power lays out before us for a heaviness of uncertainty obscures each of our steps through the black sky to come. Let us be mindful of the true mystery of your stroke our winding evolution through adversary, adversity to brilliance of personal power and restored human compassion from star to star in your oldest constellation I beg you allow us to see the unyielding uninterrupted serpentine example of resilient convictions continuous care and perseverance in the face of fear grant us the vision to see the fate of our people as a flowering into a healthier, more natural way of being. Dark Mother, empower our survival with the countless keys of courage needed to open these next doorways. Forge and flame our fighting spirit. Cast light from the torch in your silver hand onto each of our paths to secure us and find safety. Sharpen our defenses, resourcefulness, and discernment from the black dagger from your hip, flaying lies from truth. Confirm our bonds of fealty, love for each other, and earth service with your sacred familiars of hound, snake, and owl. Expose our fears and isolation as false by laying on whispers of your divine knowing and embed the constancy of your presence and love within our dreams. On the morrow, we awaken, feeling the absolute certainty of our survival, the strength of our love for each other and a settled peace in the trust you engender. Mother Casonia, Hecate Sotera, Hecate Atalos, I respectfully ask this before the veil of sleep takes us in its arms. Your loving daughter and devoted priestess, Hadera Bindwood. For my people, This was written originally on March 18th in 2020. That is for you all because I love you. Now, this is called The Night Gardener. And it is written with abusive, tyrannical rule in mind. So without saying his name, You know to whom I am referring. I stand in its power and you shrink from its care. A coward too stupid to know it's a lair. A place where rage rises and claims all that's weak. Your paltry seductions, the cries of the meek. You don't know there are watchers whom see what you do. Your innermost breakings, quiet turns of the screw. Into your soul, though, no thumbs bear this weight. The nausea, the night sweats, a disappointment so great. The dark, yes, she sees you, sweet, delicate flower. She brings her watchers, to all those small hours, you think all are sleeping, you think you're clever, your lies. And you thought that dark was safe cover for lies. But only you believed, sir, for the rest of us know, in the black lies the witness, whose strength only grows. You've been swept into thinking that you're the only one there and that no one will see me, so you lay your lust bare. Fool of a man, around you yet grows the chorus of dark things, author well-known. was dark, you fool, that created this space, your father's strong will. Your mother's lost face, will all unravel, though you hold it so tight. Because you're not the maker, and you don't know the rights. Dark is the cauldron where all plans are stirred, sung into being, flesh salted and cured. It's you on the rack now. Open and raw. Because they were all watching while you thought no one saw. A fatal mistake when shame you gave strength. Not values, but birthright you studied at length. So naively believed that she was your curtain. Your sin safe from justice. Concealment was certain. But dark age, fool, breathing alive, no place for secrets, pure truth therein rides, blood wrought and carved, refined and perfected. You've proved unworthy and your work rejected, so be you now banished into crystal clear light, radiant judgment a deep-seated fright. In you now grows a sickening fear, misguided your judgment to assume a haven here. Dark is a queen, black wind through night trees, whipping around you. You knew not to flee. The night is her kingdom, and here she doth rule. Your presence, an insult. A thread fool. So go on back to those gates now. In jail, you won't thrive. Your deeds lay beside you. And those cameras are live. Servant to the queen of witches, Hedera Bindwood. Hail Hecate Brimo. And with that, (laughs) <laughs> You'll be served, Trump. Bradwick, could you take us to bed?
2: Certainly. <laughs>